0: Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This second series of the podcast is presented under the banner of COVID Connections, and I will be chatting with several of the fabulous people with whom my path has crossed over these challenging past 12 months. My guest today is Helena Good, a daydream believer described by Tez as friendly, fun and warm, someone that you instantly want to have a chat and a cup of tea with. Above all, they said, Helena is a passionate and dedicated teacher. Helena most definitely lights up when she talks about learning and shares stories of her students' success. And with teaching in her DNA, Helena's world is filled with her drive to place creativity at the heart of education and her ethos of not taking herself too seriously. So welcome to this next edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, and I am excited today to be joined by Helena. So good afternoon. It is afternoon when we're recording yeah lovely and delighted to be here fantastic and I have to confess um, I do have a coffee Um, it is my third of the day (laughs) so I'll whisper that and hope my husband doesn't listen Um, yeah I thought it was yeah I felt I needed a little afternoon coffee just to pick me up and then a conversation with you will will brighten my day so um, so yeah we will see where this conversation goes and we've never met in person this is another Covid connection thrown together by the dramas of the pandemic and the um fantasticness if that's a word of creative bravery um so yeah it's been an interesting 12 months but it's been a exciting 12 months and I, I, I think a lot of the the blame for my like creativity and curiosity that has arisen can definitely lie at your door in the creative bravery team
1: well you, you're very kind but you know um it's lovely to, to to virtually see. you. Yeah, I'm so aware there's a whole group of people who've never seen their feet. I have no idea what people's <laughs> legs look like. I only know them from the top up. But um, I also know that there's a whole group of people that um, all of us out there will have a special relationship with, having come through this journey and been brave and shared our stories. And it, it excites me about actually physically meeting these people. And there'll be a relationship that I think will last for a very long time mm-hmm. because of this
0: absolutely absolutely and it's you know that this series of podcasts is it, it's only people I have met through COVID and a lot of the connections are through the Creative Bravery Festival and you know one of the things that has really come up is is that strength of connection and the weirdness that we find a human connection in a virtual world and yeah, yeah and how strong that's been um, yeah. which is yeah which um, is very exciting
1: and I think I remember, you know, one of the phrases that stuck with me at the very, you know, almost at the beginning when this happened, I had a conversation with somebody who talked about your tribe and and find your tribe. And um, I think that, you know, if any positives come from this, the the, the way that we've been able to find a global tribe and, and connect so immediately with people has been really liberating and given a huge amount of autonomy to people um particularly within education that you could press a button and speak to a teacher which would have taken you know lots of organization cover um all of those things and um it's that connection um as you say even though we've never physically met that's been really powerful Mm, absolutely and as ever with these uh
0: podcasts um I invite my guests to share a quote or a poem um, and I believe you've, you. You're going to give us a song, so I don't know whether you want to sing it or whether you just want to give us the title of the song.
1: No, I'll spare your listeners that, dear God. Um, <laughs> but we'll play it. But yeah, and I mean, one of the songs I play a lot is "Daydream Believer," um, and um, it, it just makes me smile. But also, it's uh, a phrase that's at the heart of the really what's been a driving force for me for a number of years, and, and has brought together a hugely Inspiring group of people, um, but I also really love the words "daydream" and "believer" because, to me, they kind of capture that giving yourself that space to stare out the window, imagine possibilities. It talks to me about being thirteen and, and been in a class and staring out, you know, and thinking there has to be more. You know, I, I want to be different. Um, but also the word believer uh, is a doing word and it's a sort of, to me, you roll your sleeves up and you you, you do something. And that's very much part of me. Um, I like to, to talk, um, have mouthful talk, but uh, I also like to create something and produce something. And um, we're delighted that, um, you know, in, in a couple of weeks time, we're going to launch the new web page. Which will have this um, very exciting qualification and creative thinking on it, and um, we'll have resources from Ellen MacArthur Foundation and LEGO, and um, so yeah, we're we're excited and nervous uh, as anybody would be with a launch, um, but we've got, as I said, a lot of believers.
0: Mm, absolutely, and I love I love the idea, and and in my head, you know, I've got this image of you sitting there as a thirteen year old, just staring out the window, probably getting told off for daydreaming. I'm guessing on occasion. Yeah yeah absolutely yeah but actually the importance of and, and that you know aligns you know, with with a lot of you know my beliefs and my my job title being chaser of dreams and you know so there's a it feels like a real synergy there um and I yeah I think there's something really important in allowing ourselves the freedom to dream of what what if or what could be possible as opposed to maybe being constrained by what is and maybe yeah. what we can't
1: do yeah very much so, and and one of the the people that we worked with in um, White Space told the story of, you know, the school report coming home, and um, and it you know it would say he, he would dread it, and and it would invariably say you know that um, if 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 Neil just concentrated a bit more and stops staring out the window, he would do really well in life, and and you know he's openly said this, and he stands up and he says, well, you know, at the end of the day, I get paid. This is my job to to actually daydream, and. As we look at, you know, meta skills, which is part of my, my role, in a common now in Skills Development Scotland, the ability to be curious, all these kind of innate human th- skills that are really the vision and, and um, where the future is going. And the ability to dream and be curious about things is is hugely important now more than ever.
0: Mm. And where, you know, where did your curiosity and ability to daydream come from you know what was going on around you or you know what nurtured that part of you because for a lot of us I think it gets kind of like squashed out somewhere along the line um but then things happen that allow allow us to reignite that um so yeah I'm I'm curious from your perspective you know what what has enabled you to keep hold of that and and not lose it
1: well I think I've been really fortunate yeah I've been teaching for 25 years and um I think the wonderful thing about teaching is that every year it's different. So you meet in, you work with different groups of students and they are naturally curious. And my experience has been when you open that space up and you open yourself up to being um, more of a coach rather than a teacher, you facilitate questions like, how might we? That their curiosity and where they go with that always inspires you. And um, there've been so many amazing moments where you've given the same 16 word challenge to students and, you know, you've sat through presentations and again and again, they've just come up with something really different that you didn't think about. And um, that I think, you know, and and teaching is very much part of my DNA. And um, I I would say that's what's kept me inspired and also connected me with like-minded people and that approach. And that's been amazing
0: and so how did you end up in teaching you know what what was your pathway to teaching then if that's the bit that's if that's the bit now that's kept you enabled you to keep dreaming and keep being curious you know what was the route into that and and where did that maybe initial inspiration
1: come from? Uh, Well both my parents are teachers (laughs) so my mum's a primary school and my father was a a college lecturer so I saw it you know I saw my mum coming home she used to fall asleep when Blue Peter was on um for, for half an hour you see you saw how exhausted they were and but um, you know, I do remember kind of setting my teddies up with a whiteboard um, from an early stage, and and I also God, God helped my brothers and sisters. I think I even set up a summer school for them who <laughs> so could help them with their homework. So it's it was it's been there, um, and yeah, I think that you know I've been very lucky that my career was is my vocation and that makes a massive difference, I think, particularly with teaching, with all of you know, the different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's there, it's in it's in
0: me. It's in your blood. And it's it i it just brought to mind a story. So uh, I've got three nieces and the youngest is I'm gonna say seven. She'll tell me off if she's eight, but I'm pretty sure she's seven. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago she FaceTimed me on a Sunday and was like, Auntie Jane, will you will you play schools with me? I was like, okay, I've got nothing else to do. She's like, okay let me show you the school. And I was on her iPad and FaceTime and I'm, I'm I, yeah, for the listeners, I'm kind of like acting this out now. Yeah. Um, but she took me into, you know, the conservatory where she'd set up a school and she'd got the teacher's desk and it was set up perfectly like a teacher's desk. She's got on all the windows, there's post-it notes. There's the, there's the late, if you're late, you have to fill in that form. And then, you know, I'm sat on a chair and uh, she's got the whiteboard out. She's like, right, we're going to do maths. I was like, can we do something different? please can we do do art okay we'll do some art and uh, proceeded to teach me in a lesson and um, I wasn't a very well-behaved student and uh, well (laughs) I I, I kind of thought I was following my passion and my curiosity so I was drawing what I was interested in and I got told off because I wasn't drawing what she was drawing and I got 3,000 days detention (laughs) so yeah so uh, yeah but just that kind of um yeah the detail that she'd set up Mm -hmm. in her classroom was amazing and yeah. clearly, she'd got that from somewhere. Um, but then this p- whole persona of how she acted as a teacher, and I think she liked the power of telling me off because I was—I w- have to confess—I was quite naughty, and I maybe wrote a couple of little naughty words on a piece of paper and, <laughs> and showed them to her. So maybe I was the naughty, the naughty schoolgirl.
1: You could have put her right off a whole vocation there.
0: <laughs> but it's just yeah, and it did—it got me thinking around. Wow, you know the impact because that can only have come. From her her own experiences, and perhaps the experiences of her sisters talking about schools, and um, but yeah, it just it struck me the power of um, those experiences and the power that teachers have. Arguably, never knowing that because I remember teachers I had when I was a youngster, and maybe they'll never know what an impact they had on me, um, and yet they did. You know, in some Absolutely. cases, pretty significant, um, yeah. which feels you know really really important.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, education has a lot to answer for in so many ways. A good teacher makes a, a, a massive difference. Um, I mean, I think it's you know, it, it, from a teacher's point of view, there's there's interesting, um, you know, and uh, sort of different perspectives, and, and one of them is you know, how do you resource yourself, mm. um, and and you know what, and how does that how does that connect with being a, a good teacher as such? And, um, you know, I, I truly believe nobody comes into the profession, you know, to fail at this. But very often what happens is the the system or the super tankers, refer, you know, it, it beat them down and, and they, they, they have no autonomy and, and, and they sort of feel what's the point. And but I think that, you know, what's been really interesting about the last couple of months and, and the way that teaching has had to change is that. You know, my experience was I suddenly found myself in my spare bedroom looking at, you know, lots of blank boxes um, with students not turning cameras on. Um, Lots of people who weren't got cameras looking very bewildered. And and it was incredibly humbling um, uh, because you had to really say, I don't know. Let's find out. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here. But what a journey it's it was amazing and the resilience of our young people um has been something i you know i will never ever forget mm-hmm. and and it, it's um
0: it it feels like every, everything shifted in a way and kind of almost I've got this image of like an earthquake kind of the ground like rippling underneath us and kind of everything just getting chucked up in the air with nobody really knowing where it was going to land yeah. um, and you know to, to sort of come through that and still be able to learn and to engage and to find new stuff um, that feels like quite an achievement and maybe that's you know maybe maybe sometimes but, and you know, you talked about teachers, you know, looking after themselves, and I think that applies to all of us. But maybe sometimes just sitting down and going, you know, well done, we've survived that. <laughs> We're yeah, still yeah.
1: here. We're still fighting. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And and as you say, you, you know, to to realise that we've created under threat, which is 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 a massive challenge. But I think that you know that the autonomy that's come. For many teachers, where they it was just them in, 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 their, in their home with boxes and faces in front of them. And there was, there's been amazing examples of where there, there has they felt energized to to do something different. They've thought on their feet, they've rethought, rethought it, you know, what you know was maybe something that we've been doing for a long time. And they've reimagined how they could connect and create community and 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 support people. And to do that, exactly as you said, under under threat, uh, has been a massive achievement. And I think those the words that just stand out for me there. And I suppose that
0: that they feel very connected with the creative bravery work and the, you know, how our paths have ended up crossing. But you know, reimagining that yeah. feels really important. Creativity um, and community. Those are you know those three words kind of feel a bit like they summarise a lot of things that for me anyway have I've experienced over. Over the past 12 months, which totally I wouldn't have expected no no
1: and you know the whole the kind of the ethos and the, the, the vision from creative brave came from the idea of a field you know um, what would happen if you just open up a space and you have a piece of common ground that everyone you know if, if you, the, you, we could bring the the, the creatively brave stories. And the people who are doing that, and open up a space for those to be told and recognised and recorded, and um, that that's a very you know it's it, it's very liberating. Um, also slightly scary because you you know we all like to kind of control and say this is what we we're creating something we know what this is going to look like, but really we didn't, um, and and that's you know made. I thought I think brought a lot of energy, but also brought a lot of connections, mm. and um, there was a sense of play, um, and and you know we were we kind of was talking about this with someone when we showed people what the the field would was going to look like, and that you could you know be in the playground and you could run to the cafe and you could you know pe- people got that, and I think particularly because we were so immobilized. You you know digitally we could see well actually you know I wouldn't mind running over to a tool shed or going into that tent and um so you know it it seemed to connect but it also just seemed to bring amazing stories of work and vision that was going on that that has had impact mm-hmm. on on people and and what they've done and as you know the the, the people you've connected with and what's come from that. Mm, absolutely and it and it is you know the sort of this idea of this
0: blank field and almost blank field blank canvas and it always felt like and I know these are words that you're using kind of now in terms of you know providing the conditions for people to thrive and make those connections and grow and you know it was a space to come and meet people meet new people and you know i I love that idea. You know, I love the playground idea so much that I've now got a playground on my website, which is basically a place for all the random stuff that I'm quite interested in, but I'm not sure how it fits in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because as Lego talk about, you know, play is where children learn. So why yeah. shouldn't we as adults keep hold of that? And sometimes it's a, almost a bad thing, maybe that we're seen to be playing at something because it's not shaped, it's not quite perfect, but actually to play at something. Bring, means we've got an open mind we're able to see what works what doesn't work and you know where we get ourselves stuck or where we need somebody to help us get down from a great big climbing frame which we're not really sure how we got up to in the first place yeah um, so yeah that word feels certainly for me anyway that's something that's really sparked yeah. in my mind and why should kids get all the fun playing I want well, exactly
1: that. yeah and there's there's all oh, there's magic attached to that and and I think the thing with play is you know it, it helps us to to not take ourselves too seriously and many of us will have been in meetings or had experience where people have felt they had to come with the answers and have missed a massive opportunity where if they'd come with a a, you know an an open mind and and, an interest in play and curiosity that would have been a much better experience Mm -hmm. um and we tried to do that And and I always remember when we we launched the the festival and we had kind of a a meeting prior to that, sort of, with some of the people who were interested in it and partners, and um, you know, and I, I said, um, you know, we have no idea how this is going to work and and what it's going to look like, and um, there were a couple of Americans in the call, and they kind, you could, see, you know, it, it was <laughs> really, and, and then we just laughed, and 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 everybody kind of loosened up, and and thought, you know, that's was, well, we are already dealing with what was the worst we could ever imagine happening. Um, out there in the world. so everything else is, is small fry. Mm-hmm.
0: and 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 the you know the other thing in there is something about a sense of community in doing this together. So yeah. it feels like that's been a a big part of you know it's you know if you can get two or three people who are willing to take that you know venture on that journey with you, um, then you've got somebody who can hold your hand if it's if it gets a bit scary. Or, uh, or pick you up if you fall down, or, or buy you a drink—well, a virtual drink these days—if um, yeah, you yeah. need something to perk you up. Yeah,
1: and I think that's the you know the tribe d- with the community, but also you know the the, the campfires that have been the support um, before and and continue to be that support. And and what I really like about the analogy of the campfire is there's no leader. You sit round a campfire and their stories can come that something just sparks something and you can come and you can just listen mm-hmm. or, you know, you can come with, you know, with something that's burning for you at the minute. And uh, we do like a good metaphor and, 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a very, it's been a really enriching experience and um, it, it, it's something, you know, I think, when I look back um, I will be really um, grateful for the people that have uh, that have been part of this journey and have helped and enabled me to be creatively brave and it's almost like you know we get you we've got you.
0: Mm, I like that so when you talk about being creatively brave if you maybe think about the last 12 or it could be any time frame what's the most creatively brave thing that you feel like you've done?
1: I think, you know, in two weeks' time, we're going to launch this new qualification in creative thinking, which will be at a level five and six. So uh, kind of nat five and and roughly around higher. And um, it's a very different way of um, assessing. So we've got the wonderful Ruth has created uh, Stellar and app. Um, it's a it's a different way of resourcing it around challenge based learning. So taking difficult questions that are out there at the minute in in the community and bringing them directly into our classroom. And I think you know we are been it, it is a different model. It's not through SQA. Um, it's moderated through the university and the colleges. So there's you know everything is is kind of new, but um, you know we're trusting the teachers. We're supporting them to to scaffold to use these things and build. And it's really exciting. And, you know, we're, we're hearing from so many teachers and schools about an appetite for change and um, that this potentially, are, you know, a dream is to look at creative thinking right across the, the whole curriculum and in, empowering our teachers to, to deliver this and supporting them um, with the resources from, you know, as someone said, the real world um, and 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 looking at that dialogue, how how the dialogue from employers can inform and shape what should be happening in our schools.
0: Mm. And I think as well, you know, from from my perspective, thinking about sports sector and the world, the corporate world, and those kind of things, actually, you know, those those skills are so valuable wherever you look. And you know, for me, you know, learning more about creativity and what it means to be creative. I think I think I've always been creative over the last 12 months developing a developing a better understanding of why that matters why it's important and um how you know things like design thinking or you know creative problem solving how those kind of things actually if you understand those approaches and those those um, ways of thinking then you can apply that to wherever you you are and so actually you know being able to open that up and take some of those skills into different sectors into the corporate world into the third sector into you know the sports sector that you know that feels important as well um in order to say let's let's stop um yeah, and there's a great quote I love um Thomas Weddell's Weddellsberg and he talks about we tend to fall in love with the solution before we really understand the problem yeah and that feels so apt and for me yeah. creative thinking is part of a solution in order to open our minds so that we're not always seeing the same the same problems and the same solutions we start to see things in different way and therefore you know using some of your words we're able to creatively reimagine what things could be rather than just replicating
1: what they are. Absolutely and you know you're you're exactly right you know the wealth of skills around leadership around you know um, all of the things that you in particular Jane have you know will be a massive gift um, to, to our learners and it's just that that's all this is, is really opening up that space for that to, to come in here. And and we've all been guilty of, you know, sitting in our silos. Um, you know, I often think back to when we're at school and we used to put our hands around our homework for no one to copy. And, and you know, design has done that. You know, we've worked out a process of doing things, but let's just keep it to ourselves. And, and you know, what we're saying now, this is a really simple idea. You research something, you come up with an idea, you tell a story, you fail, you fix and then you evaluate how brave you were, and we we see that as being a, a, a kind of a template that could support and change how the curriculum could be delivered. Mm-hmm. And I and I, if I
0: add the campfire stuff onto there, then you go around a campfire and you share your story with somebody else who says, "Oh, have you tried this way?" Or actually, or they take that idea yes. and they take it somewhere else, and so suddenly, yeah. what started as a you know one idea from one person suddenly is able to you know we add add oxygen to it through a fire and it, it, it it's able to breathe and grow and and take on um a life it might never have had had we not had those yeah. connections and those new people to talk with absolutely yeah yeah oh exciting exciting <laughs> it feels like whenever I talk talk with you I kind of feel like I go away with my mind running at 100 miles an hour going right I need Three hundred and sixty things that I need to jump and do because there's there's yeah I think that and I think that's an energy that I've taken from like the you know that's that's come through that creative bravery ethos and um, the idea that you know you don't have to have a per- there's no such thing as a perfect idea it's as no. good as it is in that moment and you'll never know how good it could be unless you get out and try it yeah um, yeah you've got people around you like you said you can what is it I I get you I've got you yeah. You know, yeah, slightly less scary sometimes.
1: Absolutely, and um, you know, I, I always think back to um, Emil, one of the, the, the believers who works with us. and He's an amazing guy, and he came in to uh, speak to my students um, a, a couple of years ago. And he, he put, a, you know, before he put the, the slide on the screen, he said, "I'm going to, you know, tell you the really the essential skills that you you need um, to survive the workforce." And, and, so, and what the tools are. And you could see they were all thinking like, okay, so I need to get a Mac and, you know, I, I need to have all the creative suite. And and his slide just said, everyone is winging it. And, and there was just this silence in the class. And they kind of looked at me as a teacher going, so what the hell am I doing here? You know, like, you know, what's the point in learning? Because, and and really, you know, what he was saying is that, you know, they, they landed a, a kind of campaign. They had no idea, they just sold it and made other people believe they could do it. And um, winging it is, is very true to kind of creative bravery. And there's an energy and an excitement in that. And um, I think, you know, we're at this stage where we need to prototype, we need to try things, we need to just experiment and not be afraid that it may not work, but we're doing the right things and in, in, in dreaming about it believing it can happen and throwing in a little bit of wing in it.
0: And, you know, what that feels like a, a really quite an apt place to maybe pause the podcast and uh, and go away to contemplate um, winging it and, you know, finding our spaces where we all feel brave enough to just give it a go.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thank, Thank you it. very
1: much for, for having me along. It's been a pleasure to, to have a bit of space with you and have a chat. Right,
0: and here's to keeping those daydreams daydreams alive, and always believing. Thank you. You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Helena Good, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.